the Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and friends. Thanks for joining us. This is the Boys of Tech episode 295 for Monday the 15th of September 2014. I'm Edwin Herman. I'm joined over a Skype connection by Brett King. Welcome to the show, Brett. Hello. Hey, Brett. How has your weekend been? Not bad. Did you get up too much? No. Just a, a, a lazy weekend? Yep. Yeah, well, I had one of those too. So every now and again, you have to have a lazy weekend, right? All the time. <laughs> All the time. Hey, I tell you what, though, it wasn't lazy for Apple in the week just been because they had a big announcement. Uh, of course, they had their September the 9 slash 9 event, mm-hmm. which is actually a date also that works both in the American system and the European slash international system. Mm, day, well, month, year. Day month in, year. in increasing order. Yeah, I know. Uh, 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 it's logical. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> I know. It's the right way. <laughs> hey, look, I don't. I don't disagree with you, Brad. I, I find you know either year, month, day, like ISO, or day, month, year, because they're increasing or decreasing. But to indeed, go, to go month, and each is uh, each is a part of the other. Yeah, exactly. Days are part of a month. Months are part of the year. Yeah, exactly. It's like going in that order, or. You know, a year is made up of months, which is made up of days. Yeah, exa- so exactly. Both ways are logical, make sense, and are ordered. Yeah, I've and been, uh, entirely understandable <laughs> by somebody who you know first looks at them and goes, "Oh, yeah." Yeah, I've never understood the the month day year thing because it's like I know it's it it does not make sense. Uh, there is no logic to it. No, I don't know where they got that from. Mm. I, 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 there must be someone must have studied Being contrary. this. Well, someone must have studied. I mean, there must be reasons why. Probably being contrary. Well, who knows? Anyway, in the in the US, <laughs> I, I reckon some of the, the the history's greatest weird things of why in the world did they do that? It makes no logical sense. Is purely because they wanted to be contrary to what everybody else was doing, even though it was stupid. Well, even though it might seem foolish. Mm. <laughs> I, there might be some things that are like that. I'm not convinced this is one of them, but you never know. Uh, I can't really tell whether you're telling me this with tongue and cheek or not, but, you know. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's go over the uh, four main, I guess, announcements at, at Apple's event. First of all, the iWatch, Brett. Uh, Apple have, of course, developed a watch. Others have done this before, a digital, uh, uh, a smartwatch. Others- oh, my God. Uh, this, oh, wow. The, oh, Wow groundbreaking uh, well, holy yeah. <laughs> cow a smartwatch well wow. hey, they're not claiming to be a first by any stretch of the imagination no well, one, indeed, no, no one said that so many other companies have already got smartwatches that you can buy not one which has been announced with very little information solidly about it which is rumored to maybe released in 2015 yeah, that's right. The the exact date isn't isn't announced. But here's the thing, though: it's highly customizable. It's uh, both physically, in terms of the uh, the you know the, the, the straps, there's a huge selection of straps, and of course the the uh, the software itself, the, the the face of the watch is highly customizable. What they have done, I guess, that's that hasn't been done before in a watch, is the interface, the way the way you interact with it, the crown 
sort of, you know, harking back to the days of the classic you. watch, where you, where you wind your watch up, that's uh, one of the con- one of the two controls to uh, to sort of interact with the the operating system. Yeah. I don't really have many comments to make, to be quite honest. Do Do you have any comments on this Apple Watch? On the watch, not yeah. really. It's it's entirely underwhelming. It's it's everything that a smartwatch already is, except it's an Apple branded one. Hmm. It's nothing new. It's not revolutionary in that you, you know, you do away with another device. No, it's it's like all other smartwatches and must be paired to a master device which does all of the all of the communicating and everything else for you. It's once again another device which while they're being cagey about it, all of the information from what has been said so far is this is a device that you will have to take off every evening to charge and then possibly forget to put on in the morning, it's it's going to have a crap battery. Okay, <laughs> let me just, can we go over then in that case, let's just go over three features which I think make it stand out from others in its class. I'm not saying it's necessarily better, but it's just you different. You get an 18-carat so, gold-plated one. Well, yeah, well, I wasn't going to mention that one, actually, but yes, you can. <laughs> um, <laughs> the three features I want to go over, first of all, the charging. It's going to be more expensive it, than any other smartwatch on the market. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had to get that in there, didn't you? No, the charging, yeah. the charging is and done. It's going to do everything that another smartwatch can already do. <laughs> Are you let it's me do not this? revolutionary. It is purely an announcement of they're bringing in a product that everybody else is doing because they've had it in their roadmap for ages. Okay, let, let me go over these three three features. First of all, the charging is a combination of inductive charging with the mag lock, you know, power adapter thing. So basically, it snaps on with a magnetic, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. magnetic inter- interface, if you like. And, and have they used a nice standard that you know means you can use one of your already existing induction charges? No, Apple have. I guess they no, oh, they've developed their own. Not because <laughs> then they wouldn't be able to sell their own charges. Yeah, that's right. Well, look, there'll be a lot of third-party ones as well. Indeed, so, third-party ones that have paid the appropriate licensing fee to Apple mm, to be able to make charges that work with it. Okay, so that's the charging. The other call- not using one of the, you know, <laughs> popular methods that already exists. Okay, so that's charging. Let's look at the second of the three features I want to talk about, and that is the ability to send a doodle to one of your contacts. So you can kind of draw on the screen with your finger... Uh, you select a contact first, obviously. Draw yeah. a little doodle on your screen, and that appears on the screen of the other person. And th- let me actually talk about the third feature because it kind of ties in as well. You can also—it's got this like sort of tactile. I'm not sure what the official term is, but you know, a little a tactile. The tapping. Uh, the tapping, yeah, which you feel through your wrist. And so, of mm. course, when you send a doodle, it goes. If you it just, if you and your friend both have Apple iWatch, well, Apple watches, you will be able to tap on your watch, and they will feel it on theirs. That's right. And when you send a doodle, it taps you. Um, the, the tapping, by the way, is used for no, a number of things. One, if you receive a doodle from a contact. Uh, two, phone if calls, you've got a, all that sort of phone, stuff. Anything yeah, exactly. that would normally be the your phone vibrating in your pocket. Correct. Alarm uh, and so on. And you can, of course, send your heartbeat as well if you really want. Um, and oh, it's your yeah. real heartbeat because it can sense it, you know, through your, through your ears. <laughs> Indeed. Wow. I, there's so many uses I can see for that one. Well, yeah, I can see some couples using that. Indeed. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, th- look, this is Apple's take on, on the Apple Watch. I don't think it's 
uh, revolutionary and as not in the holistically, slightest. but it's certainly no flop either. I think it's going to do reasonably well. That's my prediction. It's going to be well, of one of me. It it's an Apple product. There are people out there who buy Apple products even when they don't need them. <laughs> All right, then. What else did they announce at, at the 9.9 event? They announced the iPhone 6. Uh, there are two versions, the 6 and the 6 Plus. One is medium and one is large, if you can call the iPhone, the original iPhone 5 and below small. So we're talking 4.7 inch and 5.5 inch, respectively. Yeah. So what do you think, Brett? I mean, surely you've got to be reasonably positive about this phone because, I mean, the one thing that the iPhone was lacking for a while is larger sizes. They've delivered on that. Screens that go very close to the edge of the phone, they've delivered on that. A thinner phone as well. Mm-hmm. A 7.1 Once again, millimeters. it's still just catch-up. Well, it is I, still, it is there. It is their next iteration, which meets the competition of what everybody else has been putting out anyway. There is still nothing revolutionary about this, about the new, oh, about the, no, the new iPhone. Absolutely, no, no, there it isn't. It is just a, a, a next, a next step to keep up with what everybody else has done. It's not pushing forward. All of their devices, when they first came out, they they you know they put out the beachhead. They they breached into new territory. But ever since that first set, everybody else has been pushing those beachheads, and Apple has been coming up behind. Well, there are two things that make this uh, that this phone smartphone has that no other smartphone has, and that is phase detection autofocus, which is twice as fast. Yeah, they've got a, they've put some more effort into their into their camera. Because I mean, but if you, want, if you want the that, good detection, you have to buy the really big phone. Phase detection itself is normally only found in DSLRs. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, this is, you know, the other thing they've done also is for the 6 Plus, it's got optical image stabilization as well yeah. as digital. So if you want really good images, then you need to buy the bigger phone. Yeah. If that, if, you, if it's the camera that you're buying it for, which it shouldn't be in the first place. <laughs> well, it may be for some people. Let's just talk about the, the what optical uh, image stabilization is for listeners who may not know. Obviously, digital image stabilization is where the image is processed afterwards and frames are moved up, down, left or right accordingly to realign with the previous flame, frame. Now, optical uh, image stabilization is where the lens physically moves left or right, up or down to compensate for the movements of your hand. Combine that with digital image stabilization and you get a much more steady image so yeah look Brett, on, again holistically i don't see it as being a revolutionary but it's certainly a step in the, you know they're going in the right direction that the direction of every other smartphone that is out there mm. which well, is the right direction because it's the direction that people are buying i have heard comments and this is the generation this is the step that apple is doing for it it's it's nothing new i you know it's not even entirely made out of sapphire glass, the front of it, <laughs> which was one of the big rumours, which yeah, I thought it was did going not to be. pan out to be. Mm. It is simply the lens on the camera and the, the, the touch ID button, the home button. One th- uh, actually, there is one other thing this phone will do that others can't do. No other smartphone does, and that is 240 frames per second for slow-mo. Yeah, yeah. That goes in with their revamp of the camera on it. Yeah, they're, they're putting a lot of effort into the yeah. better processing. Yeah, um, yeah, they've put a lot more effort into the 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 camera of their phone. Yeah, but otherwise, it's still just catching up. I have heard comments that the five point five, the six plus with a five point five inch screen is actually just it's too big. Well, and, yeah, because then you're starting to get into the 
seriously into fablet territory. Oh yeah, they got that word again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then it becomes not a phone. And mm. it's when it gets to that size, when it's broaching on tablet proportions, that's when you kind of need your iWatch or, you know, your Apple Watch or your smartwatch device because nobody wants to be dragging that thing out of your bag because not many people are going to have a pocket. <laughs> Especially with the, you know, the, the prevalence of, of um, tights, leggings and skinny jeans. Oh, yeah, no. Not many people no. are going to be able to fit the iPhone 6 Plus no. into their pocket. So that's going to be in their bag. And so they're never going to hear it. And... <laughs> going to get annoyed having to pull it out all the time because it's so big. So having yeah. some sort of watch device connected to it is kind of like the the um the, the link there. Oh yeah, actually that's that's the point. You know, I have seen speaking of the the phone sizes, I have seen colleagues with uh I think they tend to be Samsung's with phones that large and they are just honestly they're nice phones but they look just too large to be practical. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think personally, like, the four point seven is a great my phone size. Fits in my pocket, and that's where I want it to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. <laughs> mm. It's like we saw when you know mobile phones came out; they were huge bricks, and then they were getting smaller and smaller and more micro, more easy to carry, more you know usable all the time. And then suddenly, with the advent of smartphones, we see the reverse of that situation. Everything's getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, and then we're going to get to a, so it's a, not a smaller usable and smaller limit with again. longer and longer battery lives. It, it's bigger and bigger with shorter and shorter battery lives. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, Brett, what else did they cover at the 9.9 event? They uh, talked about a new mobile payment solution called Apple Pay, but it's not. Yeah, well, that was one of the other big catch-up features that the iPhone 6 now has, and that is NFC technology. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. Apple is looking at the bigger picture this and uh, this is this is the key to this it's not just a mobile phone payment solution this is for both online and for in store and so apple are rolling out across the united states uh or you know, working with uh, retailers across the united states to upgrade the the hardware in the stores um the the difference with this one is that it does require well compared to some of the existing solutions is that it does require your fingerprint on the, you know your finger on the uh on the well, it uh, touch ID authentication and with your iPhone 6 touch ID is kind of like the thing. Yep. Uh, I'm sure there's and, a way to turn that off and have it as a password instead. No, I don't think you can. I think it requires touch ID. I think that's the I I I'm pretty sure that's the the key to this because analysts have been saying that the the reason why people have been uh worried and in fact others have been hacked is because they don't have that extra touch requirement, the the fingerprint scanner. And same for online as but if well. You really, if you're a, a concerted criminal, a fingerprint is nothing to get past. Yeah, but it's an extra step. Every step is is that much harder for the for a criminal. So you know, uh, yeah, look, but these are probably the not point ha- with biometrics. That well, the major failing with all biometrics is it is unique to you and it is unchanging. So once it is foiled. It's foiled forever. Yeah, that's true. It's not mm. like a password where I can go, oh, crap, I think that person saw me type in my password. I'm going to change it. Somebody lifting your fingerprints and using them for nefarious purposes, well, you can't change them. <laughs> yeah, that is that is very true, Brett. That is very true. That, I mean, that's across all, all. So you're talking about you know, in general. But, oh, yeah. yeah. All mm. biometrics are mm. a one-time deal. Mm. And once they are breached... They are, they're done. 
Mm. Now, also, don't forget, though, and this, they can this, all be breached. Just with this Apple Pay, though, this is they're, they're working with card providers as well. So the idea is you load up, you know, your existing cards, you load them on to your, if you like, into your digital wallet, and then you select a card, touch it against the the um, the NFC receiver, put your fingerprint on there, and the payment's made. So it's uh, you know, Apple's you know they've got big plans ahead for that. And uh, yeah, I don't see why you'd want to use it for online, though. I can see in store using the NFC in your phone so that you can, like, instead of pulling out your credit card and touching the credit card to the PayWave device, you can instead touch your phone and touch ID to pay for something. But why would you want to use it online ah, when well, Apple credit explain, card Apple already ex- works no, online? Yeah, Apple, Apple explained that. It's a convenience thing. So they're working with, with vendors... Some of them will display an Apple Pay button when you want to go to check out online. You push the button and your phone interacts with that site and all it requires you to do is to touch your finger on the on the, de- on, How does your on the phone device. interact with the site? Because you're online with it. But that's only if you're using your phone online. Yeah, correct. Correct. It doesn't help me if I'm sitting at my computer and, and, and no. browsing uh, No, no, that's right. But tab. from your phone... You, if you can do this from your phone. You touch it online. You don't need to enter any credit card details. So once again, it's still tied to the phone device. It is tied it to is the phone, an, absolutely. It is not really an online payment method. It is kind of like what you're talk, what we talked about last time with um, Twitter's in-tweet buy button. You're using their ecosystem and their ecosystem does the, the handles the payment details for you. This is the same thing. It will be you're using the Apple device ecosystem already and that therefore allows you to use its payment system to sites that you go oh, through. Oh, absolutely, but it's a sizable chunk of the market. You'll be seeing, re- you'll be if seeing you're retailers. you not using your phone like most people, then you're not going to be able to utilize that and you'd still use your credit card. Yeah, that's correct, although I have a sneaking suspicion that Apple, and I don't know this for sure, but I suspect that Apple will integrate this with uh, with Macs and other Apple oh, hardware as it'll well. It'll definitely get integrated into OS mm. X. Mm. <laughs> you can see it being an integral part in OS X. Mm. So you're going to actually see retailers. Um, I think was Amazon one of them. I can't remember. He uh, Tim Cook did list a few. I think that are going to uh, you know introduce this online. And you'll see that button. You'll see Apple Pay. So you'll probably have PayPal and all sorts of other options, and one of them will be Apple Pay. And uh, and there you go. So Apple's got big, big, you know, big plans for that. Yeah. Right. Well, I, the, the thing that I thought was most interesting about the the Apple Pay uh, information that came out about it was more about the the physical side of it. Um, how the credit card information, all that sort of stuff, is stored in a a chip, a specific chip. But it's not the actual, it's not even the chip. credit card details, actually. On that's the, the whole case. Mm. But, that's, but that is the card information is, is stored in that chip. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, no, no. You take a photo, it is, it is. No, um, no, no, it's not, Brett. Put into your password. T- t- Tim, password, Tim Cook explained this. the card information is stored in the nope. secure element chip. Nope. The, it states it right there. Yeah, but it's not the actual card number. It, it's a key that is linked to that card, but the whole point, and this is what, they explained in the that Tim Cook explained in the uh, keynote is that the, the actual card number, the expiry date, and the little you know uh, CVV number is not stored anywhere in the phone. But it has to be. It, it creates a key f- that relates to that card. So you, so in other words, a hacker who gets into your phone and takes it to bits and reads data and reads the whole thing will never find your card details. That was one of the key security features about this whole system. So how is this 
code related to anything. Somewhere has to store something you have for to, it to know to charge to who. You have to go to the bank to have that uh, authorised on your system. They did talk about that. You have to. You can't just take any old card and say, oh, here's, here it is, take a photo. Uh, you actually have to go and, and have that activated by your bank. So Are you sure? Because yeah, it seems during from the, the, the press release information that you basically take a photo of your card with your iPhone and add it to your passbook on your iPhone. Apple verifies the card when you add your credit card to it and it is then it is then saved into this secure element chip, the information that's in the passbook saved in there. Well, nowhere does it say in any of the, the the press release information that you have to then contact your bank to authorize. Yeah, bank. and I think you have to go into your bank to So somewhere it. still has to store that information because how else is Apple going to charge you for it when you're utilizing Apple Pay? I do not see that information anywhere in this. Well, it's not going to be in the press release, is it? That you have to interact with your bank to authorize the thing. But it's also easy to add a new card. You use your iPhone iSight camera. We take a picture of the card gather all the information, go to your bank and verify that that's your card and we add it right to Passbook. So when you add a new credit card, we don't store the credit card number and we don't give it to the merchant. We create a device only account number and we store it safely in the secure element. And each time you pay, we use a one-time payment number along with a dynamic security code. So you no longer have the static code in the back of your plastic card. And if your iPhone is lost or stolen, you can use Find My iPhone and suspend all of the payments from that device. And again, because the credit card isn't stored on the device, there's no need to cancel your credit card. All right, so that's Apple Pay. Let's see where it goes. Um, Microsoft's also got a big announcement. They have uh, have an interest in buying Minecraft. Well, yeah, <laughs> they have an interest in buying Mojang. Yeah, well, that's right. Uh, yeah, who make Minecraft? You know, there's a hundred million players around. The- hey, Brett, are you are you into Minecraft? Yes, I spend a lot of time playing Minecraft. <laughs> I know people who do, and I don't. I've, it's not something that I've ever understood. Why? But, it's like playing with Lego. Yeah, it's just mm, I don't know. The graphics are just very eight bit. Yeah, it's the point. And you <laughs> can get, get really it. nice hundred and twenty eight bit texture packs to make everything look really nice. Okay. Even 3D texture packs. Okay, so look, why is Microsoft interested in buying this? Because it's the most prolific game on the planet. Some say that Microsoft are doing this because they want to push their devices. They want to push individual sales than World of Warcraft, the previous holder of the most sold game on the planet. Yeah, and one of the reasons that people are saying Microsoft want to buy this is that they can push handsets to those customers for whom the game is not yet available. The the game's not available on Windows Phone. No, but if they can do that, it's um, yeah, it wasn't worth. Making a version for Windows Phone. No, not with 2.5% of the market. Yeah. And uh, so some analysts are saying, well, that's why they've bought it, so that they can then develop it for the Windows for the uh, Windows ecosystem and push their phones to uh, their devices and perhaps even create premium content for Windows f- uh, Phone users only or premium features and then push the, uh, you know, as a way of getting people to buy their handsets. 
I don't see it working. Yeah, I'm not convinced that that's the correct analysis either. I don't see that. I do not see that as being a legitimate reason why Microsoft would bother wanting to pay $2.5 billion for Mojang. Yeah, it would be a big gamble. Just to get people to buy more phones? It's not going to (laughs) work. But yeah, I, I, look, I'm not convinced either. I'm just, I'm just explaining what some of the analysis out there is. A single game is not going to draw people to a device. Well, no, it's not. It's not about a single game. It's about out of those hundred million people, how many will be attracted to switching devices if they can reach premium features and premium content in the game. That's not, the question. Not a lot. It's it's not about hey. It's it's, it's, it's not it's, about the rest of the market going. Oh, look, we you can now have, uh, you know. Uh, Minecraft on, on Windows Phone, come and buy one. It's about you players who currently already play Minecraft, you get this extra stuff now, all you got to do is buy one of our handsets. No, I don't see it working. Yeah, I don't either. It does not make sense. <laughs> I'm not convinced either, Brett. <laughs> don't worry, I'm not convinced either. But it does not make sense. Mm. I think it's people's, I think people are speculating on this, on this, you know, acquisition. Is it even a, 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 a set in stone acquisition? No, I don't. No, I don't think it is. At this stage, it sounds like it's just rumours, but there seems to be some I don't know credible information about it. Whether it goes ahead or not, I don't know. But rumours are that they have an interest in in purchasing the company. Now you know. I guess it's one of these wait and see things. Indeed, but to it's, see if yeah. the rumour mm. pans out, or if it is just another. Random rumor, but I have noticed though, Brett. Uh, a lot of the uh, you know company A wants to buy company B rumors do kind of tend to be you know they're, they're usually not baseless. I, I remember we did we've done a few on our show before and they've gone ahead. Now that's not to say this one will. I'm just saying you know I wouldn't be surprised if if this did go ahead. Maybe, but I would expect it to be talked about a lot more in the Minecraft community. And I've watched several Minecraft vlogs, and I haven't seen. A peep about it. Okay, how about in the next week, though? I think we might just be a little bit early. You know, here at the Boys of Tech, we get information, you know, pretty early on, don't we? That's what we, maybe, that's maybe. What we do. I'll <laughs> so wait for my next Minecraft Monday and find out. Yeah, and we'll talk uh, next week and see, see what happens. In the meantime, though, we've got one final story to do, and that is McDonald's announcing that it's going to be trialing tablet ordering. And that doesn't mean ordering tablets, but it means ordering McDonald's food using a tablet in the now, restaurant. Now, is this using your own tablet, or is this using tablets in the store? I think this is them providing the tablets in the store. Ah, but does that... Hmm. They're not the only one to do so this. Wait, so you go into your store and you go up to what? The counter and instead of there being a, a person smiling behind the counter, there is instead a tablet that you say, I want a Big Mac. It's either or that or the tablet's at the tables. It's, it's one or the other, but the food is brought out to you. How do you do the paying? That's a really good question. Because if it's at the table, surely you would like do your order and then somebody, the, the food comes to it. Where's the paying happen? Because, you know, normally for table ordering, it's when you leave that you pay. Because that's like going to a restaurant. Yeah, but no, I don't, and, I don't, and I don't think McDonald's would do that. I, I don't know. No. How, yeah. Maybe they have an FPOS machine on the tables with the tablets. Maybe I really don't know. All I yeah, I hadn't, it's funny I hadn't really thought about that part. But I was thinking about the whole ordering concept and how others have done this before. And you know what? I'm so not surprised that my, uh, Microsoft, the McDonald's, <laughs> McDonald's, wrong giant, the McDonald's are, are going to be doing this because you know McDonald's are kind of the uh, 
the king of you know fast food, aren't they? You know, uh, automated autom- automation. Well, they used to be the king. <laughs> They're still huge, but they have been having a very bad year. They, you're actually you're right. They haven't had particularly good times recently, but no, you know, um, mm. and other other fast food restaurants are available. <laughs> well, that's right, especially in the US. Indeed. <laughs> mm. Ah, but is oh, is this the beginning of the end for actual people? Yeah, I mean that's the big question, isn't it? Is this one of the? Yeah, is it? I is don't this know. Another another of the world's dreadful slide into never seeing another human being. Well, it failed for companies call not having to pay people because they instead have machines. Brett, it failed for for call centers. Remember. Remember, banks Indeed. went, banks particularly, and but other organisations went to these automated voice systems, and now exactly. lots, of, lots of companies are, are trying to do this whole PR exercise and, and saying, look, we're going away from that. We're going back to having real people answer your calls. Well, it has been shown time and time again uh, that people time, face-to-face time, is what really matters. It's what gets people to do things. It's Absolutely, Steve. Like. Steve Jobs said. Steve Jobs things. said FaceTime is so important. Yeah, <laughs> no, <I'm laughs> they thought it was so important. They created an app for it so that you could have FaceTime instead of just texting. <laughs> yeah, but, you, see, you see what uh, I did there, didn't you? The, I thought the some of the marketing guff that was coming out about this uh, McDonald's and their their tablets and the move towards tablets in a lot of different retailers is the fact that you know. The, the psychology of if you order from a tablet, you're more likely to buy more. So we're going to see. So this is this is McDonald's yeah. buying into a technology to not only get them to be able to sell stuff for more, but sell more stuff to increase the obesity epidemic that is affecting the world. Well, well affecting you know, yeah. the first world. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, I know. Uh, I mean, that's a whole other argument, that whole, you know – social side of things but I mean McDonald's is there to make money and this is one way of doing it I suppose you could say indeed it means they have to employ less people Mm. and yeah they well you know what you know sometimes you do you know hear quite a number of negative comments about the service you get at McDonald's by the person behind the counter so perhaps this may well suit people who don't Really yeah, like but you're still going to get with. that abysmal service from the person who is being paid even less money to bring the burger out to you. <laughs> It'll be a robot one no day. Because no longer <laughs> having to be paid for being a, a you know, a interactable person. It, <laughs> they are merely a thing that takes an order from point A to point B. So they'll probably be paid even less. <laughs> I think I'll stick with burger fuel. <laughs> I've never tried the burgers. You so should, Ed. Well, yeah, I will one day. I, do you um, like burgers? I do. I do. I do like burgers. Then why have you not tried possibly the best burger around? Because every time I see the Golden Arches, I just can't stop myself and I have to go there. Can't stop yourself going for... Hey, a, a Boss Burger is great. You got If you haven't tried the Boss, you haven't tried a burger. <laughs> Ed, I will put up your Boss Burger... Against pretty much any burger from Burger Fuel. All right, we'll see. We'll see. And hey, you got to compare. To, you can, <laughs> We're going to have compare. a burger off, man. Okay, we'll have We're a burger have off. A burger but, off. But, but here's the thing: you got to you got to compare dollars with dollars, right? Mm. 
what can I get for $10 in terms of quality as well as quantity? And what can I Superior get for... Superior quality. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll we'll uh, we'll talk about We're that. We're going to have a burger off. We'll have a burger off at some point. All right, we'll do that. <laughs> in the meantime, Brett, have yourself a great week. Thank you very much for co-hosting. Always a pleasure to argue with you, Ed. <laughs> and that was episode 295. Thanks for joining us, everyone. See you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye.